Hello, Meg here, and you're listening to Full Time with Meg Linehan, a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. While the show is firmly in Olympics mode, that's not changing. We do have a special bonus episode today. Missy Park, CEO and founder of Title IX, joins the show, and it's because of some big news. Title IX, which is a women's adventure and outdoor apparel retailer, announced they are contributing $1 million to the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association earlier this morning, making it the largest contribution the Players Association has ever received. Missy will tell you plenty more about how this happened. It includes a very fateful viewing of LFG, that film on HBO. But Title IX also doesn't want to go it alone. They've launched the Kick In for Equal Pay initiative as well, which is at kickinforequalpay.com, where people and other organizations and companies can also contribute. So on top of that $1 million, they're also promising to match another $250,000 that people contribute. That money is going to go to a fund, managed by the Players Association with Title IX also covering all of the processing fees. This million-dollar contribution is a big one for Title IX. It's independently owned. The company is largely run and operated by women, 92%, in fact. They've never made a contribution of this size until now. It's honestly a pretty great story, so we brought Missy on to tell it. All right, Missy, I I do want to start just, you know, obviously this is a huge huge thing that is happening today. And I think that it is, you know, it, it's a little tough for people who have been in this. Like I was on that original media call after the EEOC complaint back in 2016. Like I've I've lived this now for five, six years. This goes back a long time. And to have someone kind of walk in and say, okay, how do I put my money where my mouth is? Like, that's a huge development, but also I, I do want to start just by getting to know you, right? Like, you are you are new on the scene, so if you could at least maybe give us a quick overview of your background, who you are, and then we can figure out from there why this is happening right now. Yeah. And where the hell have I been for the past five or six years? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this, this, is, no, this, is the, this is the whole thing, though, is just, you know, as this as this grows, right? Like as this hits mainstream, you know, this is this has gotten a lot of coverage, but also I think that it is sometimes like the nuances of stuff of the equal pay, you know, lawsuit also tend to kind of stay in the soccer world, right? And so sometimes it, it kind of percolates up and beyond. And obviously LFG, the the yes. the film was a huge kind of breakthrough moment, but just in terms of you know, I, I think we kind of stay in our little bubbles sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I am very used to talking about <laughs> the U.S. Women's National Team and the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association and, and the CBA, you know, complicated all things, that kind of complicated yeah, exactly. things. Right. Oh. But in terms of, you know, where you're coming from, I think that's a good place to start. Okay. I'll give it a try. Um, <laughs> so... I'll start with how we decided or how we, me and our team decided to enter this conversation now. And it really was a direct result of me sitting in our living room, watching LFG and just getting ticked off. And 
and and I get like ticked off, yes, at U.S. Soccer Federation. I mean, they are in the 1900s, you know. And what I realized is like, okay, those guys are in the 1900s, but it doesn't mean we all have to be. And so then I'm kind of mad at myself, you know. It's like, God, where where have I been in this? I've known that it's been going on, and I think I was just kind of like. Oh, they're, they're taking care of it. The EEOC is going to take care of it. The courts are going to take care of it. USF soccer, they're going to do the right thing here. Um, and they're all like, no, they're not. Um, but I also am accountable. Uh, and so I think for me, I was a little mad at myself. And, you know, there's a lot of numbers right in, the, in that film. And I see here, we're trying to crunch numbers and figure out like, oh, what could we do? I was like, wow, the Olympics are coming up. This would be a good place to really put a stake in the ground about this because people are going to be interested in this when they see these women, women performing it, you know, on this world stage. So we tried to do all the math. We came up with a bunch of different numbers, um, most of which Becca told me were wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do really like you have to be in it sometimes. And even, you know, like I have read probably most of the pages of this lawsuit at this point right and and that was kind of all of my <laughs> you know friday nights last year right there's a lot of data to go through and and there's not necessarily a, an agreed upon math right there's obviously two different versions of how pay works out in terms of how these numbers look and you know, you can view it as total compensation. You can view it as, okay, well, rate of compensation should also include performance, not just right. like there's so many levels to it. Appeal then, just come at, you know, it just yeah. keeps going. And then I just like, no, that that's not even the point. I come at it from a business person. It's like, look, you bring in more sales, you drive more profit, you sell more jerseys, you get more viewership. And this is according to the USSF's own projections. If you do all those things, you are worth, in a business person's mind, more money. So equal pay is just a starting place. So for me, this equal pay, I mean, you, you know all the numbers. It's like if the women had had the contract the men have over the last five years, they would have made $64 million more. Now, they're not going to get $64 million more, but... I tell you, Jess McDonald needs to not have a second job and a third job to be able to compete on the national team. I mean, you know, the for me, I, I just I said, I get so wound up about it. This is like these women, especially as the mother to an athletic son and an athletic daughter, these women are a national treasure and we are paying them and we're treating them like second class citizens. So we can get into all this CBA, blah, blah, blah language, but the fact of the matter is the women need to be paid more. Um, and if USF soccer won't stand up, then it's up to us as corporations to do that, all of us. And, and you know, I'm kind of like, so what's the number? I don't know what the number is, but I know we're way short. Um, so what's a number for Title IX that's meaningful? Um, you know, a million dollars is a very, very big check for us. It's it's the biggest check we've ever written. It's one I didn't feel comfortable writing until I talked to everybody on our team about it. And you can't, but they were all like, let's effing go. <laughs> I mean, they just, 
pumped. Um, and, you know, these are people that are trying to get us to spend money on new hires, new software systems. When I said, hey, how about we spend a million dollars um, to close this gap? They were like, let's go. And they knew at that moment we were making trade-offs. But this issue is not just about women's soccer. They are such a great vehicle and such great fighters for this cause. But it's not, it's not just about them, right? It's about um, how women are treated in the world of work and sport. Um, so right. does that give you? Yeah, yeah. No, and I think, so <laughs> I do want to focus in for a minute because <laughs> LFG, the the film, I mean, that really only dropped in the tail end of June. So in terms of writing a million dollar check for the, like, Wait, this see? is a very fast timeline. Yes, exactly. You got it, Meg. <laughs> You got it. And so when I started trying to hit up other big companies, they're like, oh, we couldn't possibly make a decision like that in this short amount of time. So that's, you know, it was a very short amount of time. You can't believe our team is so pumped up about it because, well, one, we're just so inspired by the work and the people that this women's national team is. I mean, that's just, we all have kids, right? Um and the thing about it is we don't have a lot of money. We're not a Nike or an Under Armour or a Procter & Gamble, um, but we are very agile. We can move quickly. And if we can write a check for a million dollars and every other Fortune 500 company could write a check for a million dollars, that would go a long way to solving these pay gaps. Um, so right. yes, we can wait for USS soccer to join us here in the 21st century. Um, or we can ask the corporations that are benefiting an awful lot from a team like this to step up and for individuals, right? We can all do there's just a million ways to make a difference in this. I do want to talk to you about trying to go to other companies too, because what I think is really interesting, right? Is that yes, title nine is a smaller company. Sure. But there is this kind of landscape, and I, I think back even to, I was talking to Megan Rapino for a story, and this is when Budweiser had entered as a sponsor for the National Women's Soccer League, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and the way that they did that is kind of essentially in the same way of just like, if we enter this space, we can probably force other people's hands, right? That was the entire campaign that they built, basically, is like, who else wants to step up and actually be a sponsor? the way that we are actively being a sponsor, which is great. But I think Megan Rapinoe talked a lot about having been in these rooms of big companies, right? And trying to make the case for women's sports. And she just kind of says like, you know, we get in there, we get told the same thing, this blah, 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 like, yeah, sure, great. You know, maybe they say the right things, but the behavior never changes. And I'm wondering if that's... <laughs> <laughs> if like, you're feeling something from that maybe, that, uh, that reaction. Well, you know, the bigger you get, the more complicated things become, right? I mean, I, we have to grant that, right? The bigger you get, the more complicated things become. Um, but I think that eventually the message will get through. Yes, I'm running up against that. But then, you know what, I'll tell you. So at Title I, we also um, have this... Uh, Part of our thing is to help other female entrepreneurs. So 
Um, we have something called a pitch fest and we have all these women, if they win the pitch fest, they become one of our movers and makers. And these are women led and owned outdoor brands. Um, and we buy merchandise for them and help support them in growing their businesses. I get on the call with them. They're like fired up. They're like, yes, we're in, we're going to support. Um, so, so I feel like I loved, I was reading an article earlier about Maya Moore and her work on the uh, racial justice. And she said, you know, if everybody picks up a small stone and we all hop on the scale together, we can outweigh that big boulder. And I just, I love that. You know, it's like we do what we can, even though the journey is long and maybe we think we've been there before, if we all just pick up a small stone then maybe we can outweigh that big boulder. Right. Okay. So we've got this $1 million donation. Yep. The other part of this too, is that you're planning on matching yep. people's donations. Why was that part of it important for you as well? It's not just you writing a check, right? There's this other part of it as well. Thank you for asking that. Um, so for me, Changing your social profile, I'm sorry. I, maybe in, I, I, sharing is good, that's great, but money matters. Um, and we felt like we really want people to be more conscious of um, what they are consuming and these awesome role models and what value they have. Um, and I gotta tell you whether somebody's been in a dollar or $5 or $10, people think about it when they write a check or they hit that PayPal account. Um, so for us, even though it was a lot of trouble, we were like, wow, I, I don't care what it is you give, but just take a moment to be conscious of this gift that we have in this U.S. women's national team and to give what you can. So for me, I want it to be more than just um, sharing this on social media. I want that. Don't get me wrong. We need lots of people to share, kick in for equal pay. I really need for people to share that. But in the end, boy, these women are competing on a world stage and they're wondering how much the people back here value them. I'd love to see us send them a message about how much we do value them. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of overall the discussion around this equal, you know, so much of it has focused on these big conversations that we're having in public. Yes, the lawsuit is happening, right? The the legal briefs are happening, but the players have obviously tried to force this conversation. They've partnered with Time's Up, right? Like they're doing all of these other things and saying, okay, this is, and what's also fun is, and I and I like to, to kind of separate this, right? There's the lawsuit, but then there's also the Players Association and the players have some overlap, right? Yeah. But the Players Association really does have its own purpose and its own drive and that is to both protect the players and negotiate collective bargaining agreements all that kind of stuff but they also have these much bigger goals yes. as well yes and all of that stuff gets to kind of live <laughs> in the same people yep so there there are multiple things happening all at the same time and it's and by the way could you go out and win a gold medal <laughs> yeah. And yeah. By the way, I mean, no pressure. Right. I mean, you just think about that. And I just think about how much there is on these women, how many jobs they are doing. Um, right. And just what, 
golly, what, like I said, what a national treasure they are. And, and I think that I would love for everybody, they're over there playing in, in empty stadiums, wondering whether we value them or not. And I would love it if everybody that heard your podcast um, or finds about finds out about kickinforequalpay.com would hop on and send a resounding, we hear you. Um, because these women, the work they have been doing is amazing. Okay. So for you personally, what comes next? Uh, you know, the donation is made, right? That doesn't you know, you never want to just necessarily like sign a check and be like, there you go. Congrats. Goodbye. Right. Like it doesn't seem like that's going to be the end of the relationship. Yeah. It's a really good question. So for me, you know, the name of the company is Sideline. Um, I grew up being in that first generation woman that all the way through high school, all the way through college playing sports because of Sideline. This is woven into our DNA. Um, you know, this is not an ad campaign for us. I mean, even when I wrote to the Players Association, I said, we are not asking for an endorsement. We are not asking for a sponsorship. Uh, we don't want to have beer with the players. Um, this is more about the kinds of things that we think are important in a way we move in the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for 30 years. So, that's not going to change. We are always going to step in, I hope, at opportune times to make our voices heard and continuing to do what we do, which is to foster women owning, risking, and leading. And there's no better example of that right now than the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. All right. So I think that's also a really good... I, I do want to have your version of what Title IX, the company, is because... I feel like just so that way people can be familiar. I think as an East Coast person, it wasn't one that I necessarily was super familiar with. Yeah, sure. So I do yeah. want to get get your, you know, kind of yeah. company story as well, because it also sounds super interesting, yeah. too. Well, we're a California company and we're run by someone who is a mom. We sell women's athletic apparel and outdoor gear. And we have retail stores, but they're on the West Coast because I needed to be able to fly to that store and get back in time to have dinner with my kids. So <laughs> we, all of our, interestingly, we're primarily an e-commerce site. Um, so, but we do have about 18 stores on the East Coast, uh, on the West Coast. Uh, the East Coast, quite frankly, we have uh, probably our highest concentration of customers, but no stores. Um so our business from day one, it, it really started with me going to college in the bad old days of the 80s and being one of the first uh, varsity basketball teams at, at Yale um, and being handed the men's basketball uniform from last year to wear. Um, <laughs> I mean, it has gotten better. So it's important. It's not like, oh, I had to walk 10 miles uphill both ways. It's not that, but it's right. just good. We've made progress. But even at that time, my buddies and I, we all were like, you know, when we get out of here, my buddy Regina, she she had to buy shoes, basketball shoes in the little boys department because she was a size five women's. And so she had to buy yep. little boys basketball shoes. And we're like, we are going to start the women's version of Nike when we get out of college. <laughs> um, and that really was the genesis of Title IX. Um and, and so we started and we started really making sports for us because uh, that is a woman's most essential piece of sports equipment. 
Um, yes. <laughs> all right. You know, you feel me. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we started there uh, because no one else, uh, most of the folks in the business were men running sporting goods companies and they didn't know what a sports bra was for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just confusing, I think, really, that they wouldn't know. But anyway, um, so we started with sports bras and now we have really expanded into everything from outdoor gear to swimwear. Um, and hopefully at the same time, we're selling our not so secret mission of making sure that women are owning, risking and leading in every aspect and on equal footing with men. Awesome. I feel like, you know, I'm very curious to what got you to tune into LFG to be like, it feels like it's very much in your wheelhouse, right? But like, were you at home one night and just being like, okay, it's on HBO now, we get to watch it? Or or was it kind of just kind of like, oh, it's here. No. Watch it. Like, because this feels like the, the moment that shifted everything. Yeah, I didn't even know about it. It came up on my feed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> LFG, what's that? I mean, isn't that pathetic? How could I not know about it? Um, I mean, it really was that, right? I'm so busy, right? What we talked about earlier, Meg, about being in our own little bubbles. You know, we're doing what we do every day, which is, you know, we're running a little, we have a little laboratory at Title IX, coaching up um, and learning together about how women own and risk and lead in the world of business. And I can be operating in that little bubble and this whole thing on LFG can be going on and my bubble didn't talk to that bubble until it came up in the magical feed. And I was like, Oh, I want to watch that. (laughs) Yeah. What a, what a real night that just a a decision that you did not even know was going to put you on this journey. No, exactly. I think that that's, um, you know, a, a little bit, it was like watching that and just both of us getting so mad about it. And as I said, mad at USSF, but also really mad at myself and what could we do? Um, and, and it is, the the numbers are confusing. And after my wife spent so much time kind of trying to do all the numbers, I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just talk to them? I think it's roughly a million dollars. Let's just start there. That's that that's as big a check as I think we can write. Um, and it definitely will put other large corporations on notice that it's time for all of us to step up. So, Awesome. All right. Well, do you want to maybe... T- tell people how they can kick in here and then that I feel like that's a perfect place place to close we've got you that's know the awesome. Megan Rapino special the call to action yes I got a good the, call yes, to action ma'am, I can do a call to action <laughs> um well first way you can do your action is you can go you can go to the professional women's soccer league games um you can watch sports I, my favorite move on what you can do is you can go into a sports bar and ask them to turn it to a women's game because viewership matters. Um, And you can give because, you know, money matters. So you can give. We've got this kickinforequalpay.com, and it's set up for folks to kick in a dollar, kick in $10, kick in $1,000. We're going to match up to $250,000, and that is going to be straight over to the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association, Um, for their players and also to continue the fight for pay equity. Thanks to Missy for her time and thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Full Time with Meg Linehan. We will be back on the Olympics beat tomorrow as we get ready for the knockout rounds. 
and you know this USA Netherland match, all of, all four matches. You can follow all of our Olympic coverage at the Athletic. You can support our women's soccer coverage by subscribing at theathletic.com/fulltime. Full time does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. I'm Meg. Thanks for listening. Until tomorrow.